Welcome to the Elvis Podcast, the working man's DIY bro down. I am Aaron. I'm Alex. And I'm Eddie. And today we're going to start a new series where we highlight a specific band, their discography, where we were when we found out about them. This artist spotlight is on Nirvana. But first, yes. how's everyone been? We took a week off. Everyone refreshed. We got a podcast to record, a practice to have. Alex, what have you been up to? Uh, school, school, school. And it's nerve-wracking, because this is it. And I'm so close to the finish line. For all the Doritos? All the chips. Yeah, I like chips. Eddie, what have you been up to, bro? Mm. All the marbles. I missed you last week, I'm not going to lie. I did too. Well, why didn't you come over then? School. Oh, that's right. So what have you been up to? I know, let's, let's, I, I, I'm going to cheat. Let's hear what vinyls you bought. Oh, I got this Nirvana vinyl right here. Hell yes. Um, I got, what else did I get? I know I got on... another Nirvana vinyl. Which one did you get? Uh, it's like live in Halloween. Ooh. 91 I don't know if like I know that, that one. Um, kind of like a, you picked up my favorite Melvin's record, did you not? Oh, I got that in the mail, uh, yeah. last week. Or... Was that Stoner Witch? Goddamn Stoner right. Witch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got that. I got, oh, I can't remember, Taco Cat? I haven't listened to that yet. Um, what uh? When did you get that STP record I saw in that video? Oh, I got that, that last year. Oh, you've I had just that. brought okay. it downstairs because I wanted to listen to it. It's a good record. Um, and it sounds really good. Um, and then I just been like painting my bath bathroom. Oh, wait, this one or the one upstairs? Uh, no, this one right here. This one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you can't use the sink because there's a lot of painting utensils in it. Oh. Okay, good to know. I haven't used the bathroom yet, but apparently there's painting utensils in the sink. I got you, bro. So, okay. You got me? I told Lauren, don't wash your hands in there. That makes sense. It's words to live by, frankly. You're a sage. You can wash your hands in the the shower. You could, yeah. You could even use... Yeah. You could even... Hey, uh, you could use the fucking toilet, man. I was going to say that first, but... It's a good thing I wasn't drinking out of the toilet, or I may have been poisoned. In the in the zombie apocalypse, you're gonna have to drink out of toilets, bro. That might be true. I don't know. It's not true. if not if I'm the first to go. I'm uh, or in the apocalypse in general. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, I am waiting on my ES8 shows up tomorrow, and what is that? My uh, switcher, my new switcher. Switcher. Yeah, for my pedals, uh, and I am going to solder all custom length. Uh, patch cables for my entire board. I can't wait. Are you going to use like a blowtorch? I wish I was using a blowtorch. I'm going to use a soldering iron. Oh, okay. Hence the soldering. But mm. I'm really excited because that's going to be rad as hell. But that's all I've been up to. Watching the kids. That's been fun. We've been playing outside a lot. Yeah. I riding, hope it gets nice riding, soon. Yeah, riding, riding bikes. Uh, playing with bubbles. Shit like that. Drawing with bubbles chalk. Bubbles the monkey. Hey. I wish we were playing with that guy. That's some mad chakra, brah. That. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> How about the chakras, brah? So, chakras should probably lead us into the one, the only, the Nirvana. Perfect. Now, perfect. I think it all starts right there with the bleach. Does anyone remember, well, before we even get specifically into that album, does anyone remember when Nirvana came under their radar, what it was that, that brought it there? 
because you're a little bit younger so I'd, I'd be interested to hear how they came across for you so one of my best friends <clears throat> i'm not going to go into our past history because i mean well i mean even he'd have to admit it he was kind of a bully when i was younger okay but we ended up becoming best friends and that's who I played music with for the majority of my music playing career. Like your younger years? Like yeah. how old were you when you found out about Nirvana? It was because of him. He got me into Nirvana. I was in seventh grade. I mean, like not that I hadn't heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. I remember hearing that in like elementary school. But um, when I was in seventh grade... I'm pretty sure, 6th, 7th grade, like in junior high, he showed me everything. I mean, he, he had access, even as like uh, archaic as the internet was back then, he had access to all these like sites with like all the bootlegs, yep. opi opinions. Yeah, I know. Moist for... <laughs> Moist Virginia? <laughs> oh my god. I almost, I almost did that, but you finished it. Moist Virginia. It's a Virginia. Moist Virginia. Take me home. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Country roads. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Better super soaked. So kind of similar. Moist Virginia. So kind of similar to me. The the guy that I first started playing with was a drummer and he was obsessed with nirvana now i'm a little bit older so mine happened earlier than yours but essentially when nevermind got released from that moment he was like super fan so i had to learn that entire record from start to finish and then he bought bleach and i had to learn that record from start to finish and we would cover and then after that when insecticide came out i had to learn that start to finish and it was almost like i had to barter I will learn this record if we can finally finish one of our songs. And that's kind of how we did it. So it's like we were like a half Nirvana tribute band and like an original band. <laughs> I was like, all right, we have eight of our songs and 32 of Nirvana's. Great. And that's like how it went. And then we kind of skipped over playing Unplugged, even though that might be outside of Alice in Chains is probably my favorite Unplugged. And then oh, I, had, I got that on vinyl too. Hells yeah. It sounds really good. And then and then I had to learn in utero, which we'll get into, but that's probably my favorite Nirvana record. But that was how Nirvana became to me. It wasn't I didn't, you know, seek them out on the radio or anything. It was I wanted to play music and this dude was obsessed with that band and that was my way of playing music. And it just so happens that obviously I was a huge fan of them as well. But I mean he was the kind of guy like what you're talking about where Back before the internet ever existed. I mean, he was sending checks to Europe to get like a B-side that's got Kurt farting on a snare drum. You know what I mean? And it's like he had <laughs> all this weird shit. Everything. I think and they had a lot of those at Crow's Nest. There, he got a lot of shit at Crow's Nest. Yeah, like that's where a lot of the the box sets and the b-sides and i think i would see like imports weird, like import cds they yeah. had or like i used to love that looking. crow's nest had that import section yeah, that was awesome. I, I used to get stuff from there but that's that's where nirvana came into mind now where did it happen with you because you're two years older than i am so did you find out about probably the same time just you were two years further up in school or did um, you um when did did when you, did like teen spirit come out that would be 90 what was that? 
1991 or two or something. I think that was that might even be earlier than that. He died in ninety four. And you figure in utero right. came out in ninety four, in three or ninety four. So I was I four know, or yeah. five years old because I was born in eighty nine. Yeah. So so I mean I, I mean that's why I came I onto like, them like later on. I feel, I feel like, like it's like ninety two <clears> or ninety. <throat> I was gonna say I feel like Nevermind was either like a ninety to ninety two range in that that area. But you figure between touring and then coming out with In Utero, it had to have been maybe 92. 91, uh, Nevermind. There you out. go. Yeah. Okay, so that was... In Utero did come out in 93. Yeah, so I was yeah. nine years old when... Eight and nine years old when I heard Nirvana. And you would have been then a, I was 10 a, or 11. I was, I was 11 okay. when it came out. So like, I was in real time experiencing... All the videos all the time I would yeah, see them. That's like what there was that's, a video for MTV fucking every used to song be awesome and never mind. Back then. Yeah. yeah. And that smells yeah. like Teen Spirit video. Oh yeah, just yeah, no, literally all I would do is I would either you know, when I, around that time I would just always be home. Sometimes I would go play outside and you know, go looking through the dumpsters in the apartments because when people get evicted, He Man toys appear. Um Hell yeah. And I would uh watch cool. T V and like at night, like I just M T V would be on and I would watch all these fucking videos. And a lot of the Nirvana videos I saw, like even some weird ones, you well, know, yeah, or I mean, live. I was gonna say that record spawned some crazy good songs, obviously, but the videos I can mm. really stand out to me. When you look at them, the Nevermind record, Teen Spirit, that video was the video. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that was on a lot. And then In Bloom came along and had, you know. Uh, the black and white them playing yeah. like all dressed up that was oh, incredible. The '90s was like video, the golden age of videos. Yeah, like the '80s. And 90s. I mean, even "Come as You Are" with him hanging from the chandelier and shit like that was rad. Like I can just. It's been a while since I've seen them. Heart shaped box. Videos. Also yeah. an awesome. Yeah, that's video. later on. But I mean, Incestus had them playing in that like uh, toy ridden basement. On it from yeah from Incesticide the song what is that Mom and Dad went to a show dropped me off a grandpa Joe Sliver. Sliver. Sliver Sliver they were in like that basement and his hair was all dyed and like mm. big sweater Grandma take me home yeah Grandma I mean, take me home they mm. were one of those bands that like a video came on and like as good as the song was I wanted to see the video too I had that I had that Incesticide album like, yeah my dad had it. So I'm like, oh, such a good. Record. I to oh, your <laughs> dad had it. That he rules. Bought, he bought it. Yeah, like he. I was like, oh, why do you have this? What's <laughs> hell yeah? And, so he and I feel up. like I feel like Nirvana was one of those bands. You know, some bands you hear the hit record or whatever, and then you go and listen to the other stuff, and it's kind of like meh. Yeah. They were the one band where I feel like every record I put on, I was like, this is, this is fucking. And good. when unplugged, yeah, when unplugged came <sighs> out, like. It was so like everybody like I had my friend who lived like because we lived in an apartment building so we were on the third floor and my friend was like downstairs at the bottom you know he's like hey can you dub me the tape and I'm like yeah because I had it on CD the CD I think I had it on CD or I had it on tape so well, I would, dub, was, I would if dub it was the on tape. CD it was like the burgundy looking I think I might because I had tapes. With the white writing I still have a lot of my tapes dude fucking, my younger brother fucking Lake of Fire though oh so oh, good yeah, yeah, yeah. but my younger brother dude that that vinyl and the man so good. who sold the world oh, I mean like yeah. his covers were just all brilliant and Everything. by some some of my favorite artists of I mean, all time yeah. covering the Meat Puppets Come yeah out. Meat Puppets mm. epic David Bowie like yes. are you fucking kidding me my dude? younger brother Leg Belly you know where'd you sleep last night I mean my younger brother that's my favorite probably my favorite track on there where did you sleep last night but my younger brother ganked unplugged from me like six months after it came out mm. and i don't 
think I ever got it back. That dude fell asleep Zach? to that. Yeah, he fell asleep to that like every damn night, which was fine because hey, I heard it. Zach, you're a wiener. <laughs> I'm calling you out, bro. Come at me. Yeah. Come at me, bro. But um, I'm ready. <laughs> yes. No, but, I mean, I mean for real. I want to be friends. Yes. Sorry. Um, I think it's interesting though, because never mind. Such a strong track listing, and I love how Butch Vig recorded it. But it's not my favorite Nirvana recording because I think once I had the opportunity to hear recordings and see videos of them live, you realized that as good as Nevermind is and it stands on its own, it is epic. it's not really a representation of them live. I felt like In Utero was the record where it's like, this is what they sound like yeah. live, which is why that's probably my favorite record of theirs. If I may, I would compare... <clears throat> Compare that to, like, with the Beatles, you know, like, oh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band. Like, that's their never, that was their never mind. But their in utero was, like, you know, Abbey Road, like, where they got deep and... Sounded more like what you'd get if you saw them live? Just, you know, just deep and dark and weird and... I think more polished, right? But like, well, that's very you. simply recorded. Yes. Yeah, no, but yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, still like more, more. I feel like more room involved. More I know. Of I, yeah, yeah. The space. Well, well, like, I don't even know how, but you the know, there, there are some Beatle haters out there. But I mean, yeah, their progression. But I mean, their progression as a band and sound and all of that and how they innovated sound and you know engineering and shit it's well what's interesting it's ridiculous if you think about it from and nirvana was kind of like they were like the next beatles well and that's where i was tying into if you think about it not just from a musical standpoint we look at about this from a cultural standpoint right right a pop culture thing yeah they murdered 80s hair metal they were the band i mean i've seen interviews where hair metal bands have said like monday we were the shit and Tuesday everyone was buying flannels and one hit wonders. I, re- I recently watched on Amazon. It was a documentary. I had never really listened to the band, but they were called Wasp. Oh yeah, yeah. And the guitar player, I guess Wasp Rat. You know, he's he's still playing. He's like sixty five. He lives in like England or something like that, or is it France? Maybe France. I don't know. But like when he was talking, I remember him like saying, and then like Nirvana came around or the, the grunge came around. I think. Which, you know, Which I mean, Nirvana's. Nirvana. I mean, there were obviously there were bands. Yeah, like, I mean, Soundgarden, like, Tad definitely yeah. preceded them. Now, the first like grunge band to hit and get people's ears and attention was Mother Mud Honey. Bone. Mud Honey. Oh, Mud Honey. Yeah, yeah no, I've never you're really right. listen yeah. to them. Mud Honey. Oh, but, but you know what I did get uh, on vinyl is the single soundtrack. Did you? Hell yes, great soundtrack. So that, One I know of the that's best got Mud Honey on there. Yep, it does. They got paid an ass load of money, and they recorded that for $86, but they didn't tell the record label that, so they pocketed all the extra money. What? Yeah, genius. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I mean, especially yeah. Super Fuzz Big Muff. Yeah, so fun. the thing is, is it's like, come on. while that genre and that style of music was <clears throat> permeating in the local scene and Mud Honey had started to bring it to the forefront, when Nevermind hit from all you know, accounts, it slayed the dragon. You know what I mean? It was, the. I mean, for the love of fucking Christ, there were magazines offering grunge triple, attire. Triple platinum? <laughs> oh, I way think. more than that. I think that thing's fucking diamond, bro. With, with double uranium. <laughs> double uranium. Yeah. 
1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> there it is. I love it. But that's the thing is like to change a culture to the point where now people are trying to figure out what you're supposed to wear. You know, like you got to dress the way that Kurt dresses. I mean, there was an interview. I loved it. I think it might have been on the Mud Honey documentary where Rolling Stone, I think it was, called Sub Pop. And this girl totally like strung them along and made up grunge words and they printed them as if they were real things. Like, I'll just make something up. Like she'd be like, Oh yeah. Schlippity schloppity. That means like rock and roll. And they like fucking printed like dictionary to grunge. Schlippity schloppity means rock and roll. And it's like to get that far. Yeah. To get that far into influencing culture is unreal. And that, that hasn't been done since then. I don't know if it'll ever be done again to where we get to the point where it's like night and day. Monday is this, Tuesday is this. Everything you thought you knew is... I mean, could you imagine being a record exec or the guy spinning CDs, a disc jockey? You know, you got fucking yeah, Guns N' Roses and White Snake and Poison and Bon Jovi and all this shit. But Guns N' Roses still stayed in the fucking yeah, rotation. Yeah, they were smart, but they also never wore makeup and spandex and shit. So they were, they were smart. They were out in front of that. But can you imagine being... The disc jockey that, like, you know, fucking my 10 a.m., my 10 p.m. shift ended, and I ended it with Cinderella. And when I came back in... <laughs> they came at, to Crow's Nest. When I came back in yeah. at 8 o'clock in the morning, we opened with, you know, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and fucking Nirvana. And it was like that you couldn't be further away. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I owe a lot. We've talked about this briefly, but I owe all of my musical identity to Q101. Oh, dude. That was everything for me. I like, used to listen to The Blaze, 103.5. 103.5 was cool because they had Man Cow. Before, before that dude... That before, was kind of before Q101, I think. But I mean, before yeah. that dude t- took yeah. over that... Like, well, it was like the same time. I think, yeah. What was his name? Sludge or some shit like that? that Sludge took over. was there, yeah. But, but, but he was later. No, the dude before him, though. Like, I remember meeting him in like... 96 or 97 at the Oak Brook Mall. And oh, I was wow. like, and I was so stoked because I was listening to Q101 back then. Oh, dude. As a youngin, you know? Q101 Just was. loved it. I mean, it was so good, but they used to have the cage fight. And that was the thing for me is like, I can't pick another time in my life where I give enough of a fuck about radio that I would come home every night and hear whether last night's champion would be outvoted by the challenger. So they'd have like, we'll just make this up. Smells like Teen Spirit is the champion from last night. The most people chose this, called in and chose this as the better song. But tonight, Smells Like Teen Spirit is going against Man in a Box. And they'd play the two <laughs> songs, and then they'd literally have people calling in and going, Man in the Box, Smells Like Teen Spirit, like totaling it up. Yeah. And then they'd say, and the winner of tonight's cage match is Smells Like Teen Spirit for the 30, 33rd day in a row. And then the next day they'd have a new competitor, and it was I would come home and fucking put that on every day, and it's like that's crazy. The radio I forgot about that shit, dude. Yeah, no, I mean like I forgot, used, and it, I used to listen to the radio like yeah, so the radio much. was awesome. I remember uh, like I would listen to the I would you know sleep when I was younger. We lived in the apartment, so I would listen to my listen to Q one hundred one, and I would like go on the phone and I would quietly call in and request like <laughs> uh, beer can by Beck. Like, yes! and then and I would say my name and it was like, this goes out to Eddie and Joliet and I'm like <laughs> and I was and I recorded it on tape. Yes. I was I just thought it was the coolest thing. The first I was time like, I called into a radio station I didn't realize you're supposed to obviously I get it now, but you're supposed to turn your volume down. Otherwise you get the feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I called in, it's like, 
Caller, caller 101, are you there? And it's like, it's like, hello, 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 hello. Uh, oh, turn that down. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, sorry. And then it like snaps to reality and you say a couple of words and they're like, all right, this goes out for Aaron. And like you said, like hearing it back, like, whoa, they're playing what I wanted to hear. This is public mode for Aaron. No, mine was Come Down by Bush. It was the first time oh, yeah, I ever called the radio Bush. station. Bush. That fucking video is killer too. But I think... It's a rarity to have a band that, A, their entire catalog is badass. Now, that record, as good as that record is, for all intents and purposes, that is a Melvin's record. And, yeah, because Dale Crover's on there. Um, But he was hanging out with the Melvins and Buzz. Buzz took him to his first punk rock show. Mm-hmm. That is so heavily influenced yeah, by is. Melvin's, <laughs> which is awesome because Melvin's yeah. are one of my favorite bands. Well, what I think is so cool, because we were talking about Insecticide earlier, is this like kind of... A perfect combination of Bleach and Nevermind. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, some of the songs having, like, more pop sensibilities, but, like, just kind of more, like... It's still very like, grungy, like, though, like, like yeah. punk but, but dirty. Like, but, yeah. But, but more so, like, kind of punky. Yeah, but isn't very that, punky, very you know, punky. And Bleach is just, like, just fucking, like, raw Dirty, yeah. and nasty. Mm-hmm. And there's some tracks, like, we were talking... Uh, Hairspray Queen. Oh yeah, you know one of our favorites. Yeah, just weird and out there. I it think, sounds like something that would have been like a Bleach B side or something. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. Just the combination of with that. that band, knowing that they liked the Beatles, Black Sabbath, punk music. You can hear how though. Just take just take Joy those, Division, yeah. the Pixies. But just I mean, take just take those three avenues. All right, a Black Sabbathy, you know, metally type thing, pop from the Beatles and punk okay and you can see how those three things found their way out over time to where they ended up well yeah i mean it's amazing in utero like definitely i mean is there an argument here that that's not their best album? i'm I'm saying it's their best album it's It's their best album i mean it's it's their masterpiece like i was saying it's like their fucking abbey road and how funny is it that when that record came out, their record label said, we don't hear a single, this needs to be remixed, this isn't... Because they wanted Nevermind 2.0. I really like, like In Utero, but I think Incesticide is kind of my oh, favorite. Is that your favorite? Mine's yeah. definitely In Utero. What did we jam today? We Inc- jammed... But sound wise, but it, like sound is sound, like sound production. In Utero, I like. In Utero, it's Incesticide used, it, it used to be my favorite, but then, I mean, just like the more I listened to... In utero. I mean, today on the ride on the ride over here, we jammed "Serve the Servants" and we did "Radio Friendly Unit Shifter." And how good was Apprentice? I mean, it's just. I mean, the band is and will always be, and I think you know, podcasts like this, videos, everything will help carry that band forward to the next generation because I think they're one of those bands that are timeless. Where no matter what's popular at the time if somebody hears them they're gonna be like who the fuck is this this band is rad you know i mean like what's interesting i mean nirvana definitely is like the number one band for me tied with the beatles in terms of like influence and like where i went from there just because i mean all the inspiration that they gathered from different shit led me into different directions like i also feel like kurt was the first guy that for me made it okay to be in a rock band but still be poppy because he used to say 
were, you know, a punk rock band with pop sensibility. And it's like, I feel like that was the first thing where I was like, oh, well, if Kurt Cobain says it's okay to still have catchiness to you, then I, I can do that. And that's like what I liked. That's what I listened for. But the fact that you were getting the guy at the top of the game saying, yeah, that's cool. I felt like that was like an, a stamp of approval. Like you can, you know, as long as you mean what you're saying, fucking you watch say those it. documentaries that came out? Oh, yeah. Like I've watched. However many years ago. I've read every book. I've seen every documentary. I mean. I haven't seen them all, but like Curtin. Kurt and Courtney. Yep. Was but you was haven't you one. you and I were talking today. You haven't seen the whatever the fuck that thing is called. Doused in Bleach. That's what it's called. The documentary that came out I don't know, two years ago or whatever. That's a good documentary. I mean, it brings us to a whole new section in this. Actually, let's let's we'll get to the new section in a, in a moment. Let's go record by record and just toss out maybe a couple of tracks for anybody that maybe you're the maybe you're the person that. You're, you're younger. Nirvana was way before your time. Or maybe you were a casual listener when, when it happened. Maybe we toss out a couple of tracks that are worth checking out off of each record. I mean, obviously, the records from start to finish are kick-ass. But maybe we go Bleach, Incesticide, Nevermind, uh, and In Utero, and just say a couple of tracks that we each think are worth your time. You want to start that, Zeke? Or do you want me to? I do. You're gonna start it. All right. Yeah, give us give us bleach. All right. Hold on. Get your track listing, or you could grab the album and look on the back. I could do that. That's right there. Egg sandwich. I'm connected. He's connected. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, brother. Ooh yeah, brother. Yeah, I mean. Bone saws ready. Ah, dude. 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 Let's see if he hits it on the way back. Ooh, a perfect 10 out of 10. Way to go for evasion. That's what mistakes are for. To learn from them? Correct. All right, so give us some tracks to check out off uh, Nirvana's Bleach. If I had a top three... They would be... Big Cheese. Great song. Make me! Come on. Uh, Fuck. That's not a song on that record. I, I know, know them. it isn't. It's on the import. It's a B-side to Big Cheese. It's called Fuck. Paper Cuts and Negative Creep. Oh, Negative that, Creep. But, Ooh, I, but, I, but I also love School and Floyd the ah, Barber. You're not allowed to say them all. That's just I'm, the whole fucking album. Yeah, God stop it. it. Okay, Okay, Eddie, why don't you give us two it's or three? Two or three. two or three from where? From that record. What That's would you right? recommend? Uh, I like... Floyd the Barber. That's going to be... I agree. Um, I'm, that's one of mine. And in sc- School. And that yeah. School and, and Blue would be my other one. Blue. Fuck. Dude, oh, you yeah. can only pick two or three. There's going to be ones that are off. Oh, they got this, I they got this uh, February 9th, 1990 live. Okay. They have a show on here. And it's got School, Floyd the Barber, Dive, Love Buzz, Spank Dive. 3, and Dive's Molly's Lips. Dive's not on that record. Wait, no, it's not. Dive's that's not on... No, he this is a... Live. Yeah, this is a live, like... Oh yeah, like bonus wrong or record. Whatever. Yes, we know. So that's Bleach. We'll move on to Incesticide. Eddie, pick two or three tracks from Incesticide worth checking out. Oh, what's the one song called? Oh, aneurysm. Fuck yeah, that song. One of the coolest drum parts ever. Just like that whole song. That whole song. It's like this. It just starts off really crazy, and then it just all of a sudden it's like. 
Yeah. It's just like, come on over and do the twist. It's a really good yeah. song. Um, uh, I, know, I know what my, my I, aneurysm is a great pick, but I know what I, if you don't have yours next one. I can't really think of any other Because you just said it because it's live. Oh, Miley's Lips. Dive, oh, yeah, the dive, 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 dive. Dive in me. Yes. Definitely dive. in me. Yeah. yeah. So dive and then I'm, you're going to be hard pressed not to pick aneurysm. I'm with you on that. So I think I think you got a clean sweep with me. I'll pick dive and aneurysm as well. What do you got? You're two off of. I can't, I can't, I can't I mean, think of any of those. I mean, both of those in Hairspray Queen because it's like so. It's I super weird. Mind. Yeah. yeah, super weird. <laughs> Molly's Lips is great. I mean, the yeah. whole record's lips, great. Lips, you know, obviously Sliver's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but if I had to, if you said, okay, what? Oh, stain. Oh, good song. I'm a stain. Mm. Yeah, if I had to pick two, though, I'm, I would say Dive and an Aneurysm. Those are the two tracks off that record. You that know, a weird side note. Uh, you know, Krigo's brother. Yeah, yeah, obviously. He um, brother. He, I remember like a really long time. It had to be like twenty years ago, dude. And he came over to my house and like well, he's I recorded. Been dead, he's been dead for ten, so yeah. It was yeah, it was like twenty. It was just crazy. It was so long ago, and like he really liked Nirvana, and he was like trying to like record some Nirvana sounding songs. I just remember him liking Nirvana so much. I, I think he brought dr- like a I four played, track. I played drums on his demos. Oh really? Yeah. It was crazy. He just like loved him so much. Yeah. But I just remember that weird Nirvana fact. So if we move on to Nevermind, the the big, big one, I guess I'll pick my first two. Top I'll go two first. Tracks. Lounge Act, number one. Ooh. Ooh. Without a doubt, Lounge Act. Just the song is so good. And I guess, no, you always say that backwards. Yeah, I do. Yes. Oh, wait, you might have said you that time. You normally say me. Don't. Tell me what you want to hear. Yeah. Right. No, I, I have you on recording saying, don't tell me what I want to hear. I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron, because on this recording, I said it right. Yeah. Go back about five videos on our Instagram page. He says Jeez. me. <laughs> um, But your face isn't shown, so it sounds like I said it, but it wasn't me. Um, My second then. Oh, God, this is a tough one. Um. One baby, two, another. Maybe. Yeah, I'm debating. It's either that or. No, no. Uh, my second favorite song off of Nevermind is going to be Territorial Pissings. That would be it. I used to cover that. I've covered that in like fucking 12 bands, but I mean, I love it. Come on, people now. Smile on your brother. <laughs> Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Hey, Alex, what do you got for your two? Oh, dude. Such a good record. I mean, you got Breed. You got Something's in the Way. You I know. I know. I'm all aware. Lithium. Hmm. Yeah. Come as you are. I mean, where are you going? Territorial pissings for sure. Yeah, a boy. Um, Breeds another one that I would have thought about. No, I know, but I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe is Lounge Act gonna be your other one? Are you coming with me? No, to... may, n- maybe Drain You. Ooh, okay. Territorial yeah. and Drain You. What do you got, Eddie? Uh, I mean, I love them all. Yeah, the obviously. very last song. What's it called? 
Something in the way? Yep. Or are you talking the hidden track? Yeah, hidden track. Kermudigan? Yeah, I like that oh, song. Curmudgeon? Curmudgeon, yeah. I don't know yeah. what the fuck it was called. Yeah, I always Secret called it song. Kermudigan. Yeah, Secret Song, yeah. Um, And then, I mean, yeah, Lounge Act. Hell yeah. All right. Which brings us to the piece La Resistance. We'll skip over Unplugged because it wasn't like a, a written album. You know what I mean? They were playing other songs and covers. So let's just do In Utero. I mean, all those covers are epic. How about we pick one then? One song from Unplugged. Mine will be oh, Where not... Did You Sleep Last Night? Come on. We could just make it quick. No. Where Did You Come Sleep on. Last Night? Hey, who kiss? So what? <laughs> I'm Joy Behar. Who kiss? This, so what? This fucking guy. I'm thinking Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Pick your one. What you got? Probably the man who sold the world. Excellent choice. What are you thinking there? Um... Yeah, what Alex said. Ooh. Yeah. The only thing that could have possibly changed my mind was dumb. Ooh. Dumb acoustic mm-hmm. is yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So, okay. The piece de la resistance in utero. Who wants to go first? I know my two. You know my two. I mentioned I wanna, it. I want to go last. Okay, my two. Without a doubt. It's not even debatable. Francis Farmer, radio-friendly unit shifter. What's the one that goes... Very ape. Very ape, yeah. Very ape. I like that one. Yep. Hell yeah. And uh Into the Sky. Into the ground. Out of the dirt. Fuck, 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 fuck. Serve the servants. Yeah, I mean I like that one. Scentless apprentice. Heart shaped box. Yeah. Dumb is on that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of them. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Heart Shaped Box. Great fucking song. Yeah. And that video, talking about videos, that video kicks ass. Yeah. To this day, I watched that maybe like a week ago. It looked so weird because that colors, like that type of color thing was kind of like new at that time. They were ahead of their time. Now you see that shit all the time. People doing that weird color grading and it's like... It was yeah, kind of like Salvador Dali esque. Yeah, it's like a Prisma, yeah, right? like a prisma yeah, filter. Yeah. I mean, like, and that totally inspired Red Hot Chili Peppers with Other Side, like, with oh, their video. Yeah. yeah. That had to have been, like, had the same, to have been like, somewhere in there. The same director. Whether they, or knew something. It, whether they knew it or not, that had to be in the influence. Yeah, just because. Mm. But that was the first song that I can think of that had, like, a like a string bend that went with a vocal, like the ding, ding, wow, ding, ding. And I, that always blew my mind. So, Powerful. yeah, Heart Shaped Box. What a fucking song. Your two. You know what? That was that was something I was gonna bring up earlier. Uh that like I just remember being in high school and defending like Kurt's guitar playing because like and don't get me wrong, because like I've always loved metal too. And what they can do. A lot of people made fun of the fact that it was all power chords. But it's, I'm thinking, but, like, but it's like off. it's like, sorry, can you replicate the chaos that he created that just sounds what? So like fucked up but perfect at I don't the same hear, time. Like I don't hear people do writing those no. songs. I mean, you know like, what I mean? Can you can you like just do weird chaotic shit like that and make it sound that good? Like no, no, you, no, no. With the voice of gold, no. What do you What do you got for your two? You're Damn, on to in utero. That's been on every album that you've uh, yeah. picked. It's on the special Good one, disc. Aaron. It's on the single. <laughs> it used to be a B-side. Now it's on every album. It's a C-side. 
I'd probably have to go with Francis Farmer and Radio Friendly Unitship. And well. uh, right here, mm-hmm. baby, my guy, my guy. I mean, it's so deceiving. I mean, one-liners that hit me in my fucking heart. I miss the comfort in being sad, and then what is wrong with me? Oh yeah, fuck, fuck. I would have picked that song if I could remember. Hey, shout-outs to those like you know far out tracks. Like uh, Moist Virginia. Moist Virginia. Moist Virginia. Uh, D7. Virginia. D7, verse, chorus, verse, a.k.a. Sappy. Uh, what I wanted to say is that, like, how cool was the, the music video? The music video that they created for, uh, like, when uh, when the lights come out. Or, how amazing was that? Or After with, all those with, years. With the song. lights out. With yeah. the lights out. That was... The song... Co- how good was You Know You're Right, okay? Oh, yeah. We haven't heard from Nirvana in forever. With the lights out. And out it's, of nowhere, mm. it's like, oh, here's this one fucking professionally when did that recorded... Come out? Yeah, when did that come out? Uh, yeah, that was still that, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. But to like... Oh. That was like this was... unexpected gift. I heard the like. I mean, so my my uh, you know, one of my old best friends, AJ, who got me into Nirvana. I remember him showing me the bootleg for that, like a year or two before that came out. I mean, that's when I was like super getting into them. But to finally hear the recorded, unbelievably well done version that came out at the same time as his journals, and it was controversial. You know, that was all. What's it but about? I mean, but, but I mean, I I scooped it up, and I mean, being a teenager, there was a lot of pretty adult shit in there. Yeah, like a complicated mind and and dude, and but I mean, like it was fucked up and beautiful, and well, I think you just summed it up right there. Kurt Cobain in general, fucked up and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, uh, and what was also really but that's cool, that's life. I mean, what was also really eyes. cool and important is that. That's how I, you know, started to explore all these other artists because uh, I remember like one of the, you know, at least a few pages of his journal were devoted to like favorite bands and albums. Yep. Dinosaur like, Jr., yeah, Pixies, Dinosaur Jr., Pixies, Clipper, Melvin's, Melvin's, yeah. Meat Puppets, Joy Division, yep. yeah, I mean like all that, even Slayer, like yeah, Beatles, yeah. you know, Black Sabbath. I mean. I just, I think we talked about it earlier, and it's a good thing to wrap on. I don't know that there is going to ever be another band that artistically, musically, culturally has had as big of an influence as them. There certainly hasn't been since them, but I don't know that it'll happen ever again because we live in a world now where everything new is at your fingertips on the instant. You didn't. Ha- you don't have to find out about it. You know what I mean. Back in those days, it was like somebody spun it on the West Coast and it found its way east. You know what I mean, or vice versa. Well, I mean, like if if anything, we're still riding the momentum of those, like you know, of those waves from like you know. A lot of that. A lot of that music is is out there right now too. That no, yeah, like but that. It's, but in it's, the underground because like yeah. the mainstream like. It's it's pretty much all pop. They've, yeah, we've, we've they've combined very... they've combined country rap and yeah. and pop all into like hick, one thing. Hip hop. Yeah, hick hick hop anonymous. Hip hop anonymous. This is bullshit. And he don't get me wrong, like, ones. it goes I mean, together like lamb and tuna fish. But I mean, it's it's all about like it's lamb all about tuna fish. You it's all about you know the hooks and the maybe you put a first spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's the it thing. It sounds good. Like, it's fun. But, like, you know, it, I mean, it's not. But you don't have that. It's th- not daring. It's not. It doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't challenge you. I think more than anything that the difference from then till now is the potential loss, at least in the in the public eye, the mainstream eye, of the artist. Do you know what I mean? That's what I see. There was a huge time frame there. Unique. A, uniqueness. Yes. It was an obvious investment, a, a, a personality, a culture, the way they lived. They were that that thing. Nowadays, it's manufactured. There's 12 fucking writers on everything. It's the same formula. It's the same three chords. It's it's, it's what can it, we get it, the clicks on? Yeah, it's heavy, heavily just formulated. Uh, like, exactly. Oh, this is what the people are going to like. Like, this badass bass line and, you know. Which is why I'm this, optimistic this, that. This, I, you I just, know. I don't know. Regurgitated drum beater. I, I understand its usefulness, but I just really don't understand, like. Having the drum samples on the drums. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, well, but, I mean, I understand. Like, it sounds good and like tight and stuff. But, but it's it's not time, real. It's, it's there's like, no authenticity yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Authenticity. That's that's the word. That's the word. And that's where I think the artist is. The artist is authentic as opposed to the creation of a machine. And I think that's the beautiful way to wrap this up. Nirvana is, was, and always will be. An artist, an authentic. And with yeah. that, I'd like to They're say... They're my top three. Fuck you. What he just said, maybe? Whoa. And with that... that was Sorry, pat- I didn't mean it. It's incredibly... Dude, your aggressive. mom watches this. Yeah, it was incredibly aggressive. No, no, no. Can, Mrs. Can, Z, can you cut that out? Ground him. Come on, cut it out. And with that, I'd like to say <laughs> thank you. You could snip it out, can't you? I could. Come on, please. And with that, I'd like to say thank you for joining us on our first artist spotlight of Nirvana. My name is Aaron. I'm Alex. And I'm Eddie. Rock on. Dead. Hey.